0: Today's episode is inspired by that saying, you get what you pay for. And I want to try to talk about that as it relates to services or also gear. You don't need me to tell you this, but us musicians aren't the most financially solvent (laughs) and financially stable of uh, people. We constantly are battling against, you know, when our next paycheck is going to be, or bowling four, I should say, and things of that nature. So it is more than normal that then when when we need certain things or certain services, we want to save money and we want to be as smart with that as possible, right? I think that's pretty straightforward. And I think it it applies to other people in other aspects of life. But the fact of the matter is Some of you out there that you're starting out, or maybe you're not starting out, you're a seasoned professional, you're not in the most uh, privileged um, situation, financially speaking, and you need something and you want to save money. That's just the bottom line. When we need something, when we need help, what do we do? We reach out to friends and people that we have trust in and that we feel um, very comfortable asking them for favors, right? But... That could be a double-edged sword, and I will get to that. I will leave you in suspense <laughs> till a little bit later on. So I want to start off by gear because I think it's the most sort of applicable or, or when that saying of you, you get what you pay for is the most palpable, the more physically provable, if that makes any sense. So, you know, well, actually, before I, I start, and I, I should have organized my thoughts a little bit better, but um, sometimes... You know i kind of find it ironic that sometimes us musicians or, or you you all know somebody like that on facebook that is constantly you know championing the the worth or our worth as musicians and not working for free and so on and so forth and i totally understand that and i respect that but recently i saw somebody on facebook that was like the the main person that i have on my feed that is all about that and he was asking for free services uh which is pretty ironic and, and pretty uh, silly um, because, um, you know, kind of disproves everything that he he wants. You know, it's OK for him to to, or in other words, he has to be paid and he has to be, you know, taken super seriously. But he's also asking other people to do their work for free. So I thought I thought it was a little bit funny. But anyway, let's stick with the positives. You know, I uh, i am one of those firm believers that you get what you pay for, and that for gear specifically, you want to spend as much money as you can. But being a believer doesn't necessarily mean I'm a pr- practitioner of these things. So, you know, as it relates to drumming, for example, the the perfect example is hardware, right? We need, in theory, the most reliable, the the most consistent, high quality hardware we can to take a beating, to to take, um, you know, being on top of other pieces of hardware, all the you know pain that it's gonna take, and we need it to respond, we need it to be usable because you don't wanna be playing and you don't wanna have a cymbal fall out or a cymbal stand collapse, and it, it just makes a mess out of the whole show. So, you know, I have been guilty numerous times of buying the cheapest stands that I can, the cheapest hi-hat stand, the cheapest snare stand, the cheapest pedal. And so on and so forth. And it's all related to not only the amount of money that I have, but the need and how urgent I need them for. And what do I and what I need them for as well. But the bottom line is that more times than I can count, I ended up buying cheap gear and I ended up regretting it. Because, for example, if you buy a cheap snare stand or a hi-hat stand, which is a perfect example. A hi-hat stand, you let's say you want to spend 40 bucks on it, 50 bucks on it, when in reality you should be spending 120, 125. Um, that cheap stand is going to break time and time again, and it's going to cost you so much trouble and so much frustration, and you're going to have to go return it and, and, or maybe buy a new one and then spend twice as much money. So it's really annoying. So when it comes to gear, as much as possible, try to, t- try to spend the money that you can. And maybe try to put into perspective that paying the extra, you know, 15%, 20% that that the more expensive piece of gear is um, or is worth, it will be worth it. Yes, there are times when it's not, but by and large is worth the investment. Think of a car, you know, you, you cheap car versus an expensive car. Sometimes you get a lemon even with the expensive car, but you know what I mean. The other thing, sort of splitting the difference that you can do, and I suggest you doing, is if you buy... Gear from a big retailer like Sweetwater or Guitar Center, try to get the warranty that they offer because it can end up saving you a lot of trouble and a lot of time and maybe potentially insure uh, your gear. And I have really no experience with that at all. My buddy Nate Laguza posted something about it on Facebook, and I should be posting a link about it in case you are interested or ask me, and I'll let you know, but I would look into that as well. Now, this is one of the delicate, or the most delicate points, and most contentious points, and it's so open, and so relative, and I don't pretend to have the answer, or or what I'm going to say is the truth, but I've seen the following with my own eyes. A lot of the singer songwriters, or artists that I've worked with through the years, um, there have been kind of two categories. Those that are willing to spend all the money that they can in a producer mix you know the whole project in general the amount of money that they're willing to spend and they quote-unquote sacrifice but again I don't like to use that word and people that don't the artists that don't really spend the money because they don't have it obviously that's understandable because they don't think that they want to spend x amount of money on a mix engineer or on a producer or whatever million scenarios there can be so again i'm not trying to make a blanket statement but it's the the to me what it comes down to is that the, the artist you me everybody we must believe that we are worth the investment that we're going to make and i've seen it with my own eyes and i've seen friends that have become extremely successful Because throughout their careers, even when they couldn't afford it, they worked somehow some deal to get the most amazing bang for their buck as possible. So if you don't have the most amount of money, spend as much time as you can to find who the perfect producer is. And that's kind of where or producer or mix engineer or whatever. So. Or a guitar player or a musician for your band, whatever. It, it can apply to many things. So I think one of the, the the tough things about that is that when we are in need, and again, we go to our friends, and that is a very tricky area. And I, I, I raise my hand. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody that has asked for more favors from their their siblings as as me. I've asked my sister historically for so many – she's a graphic designer – so many graphic design – things and logos and flyers and, you know, the podcast that you, the the logo for my podcast is done through her. And, um, thank you, Carla, by the way. So, I mean, I know firsthand what it is, but my relationship with her is so tight that I feel incredibly, um, comfortable asking her for many revisions and so on and so forth. Um, but sometimes I've known people that work with their buddies or their friends and they, they take forever to, you know, the return of, of uh, or the turnaround of whatever they're working on because they're not getting paid. So it's not like a a thing where they they have, um, it's not a priority to them. And we always want to be a priority, w- whoever we work with. And, and that's kind of where you get what you pay for comes into play because it kind of establishes a different kind of relationship that it's much more professional in the sense of what the transaction is or the agreement is. So I um it's a a huge point of discussion and again I don't pretend to have the answer but I would encourage everybody out there to look into not only you getting what you pay for but the dimensions to that who is the right person for the job in in when what I mean by that is that does it have to be a friend of ours? Does it have to be somebody that is not charging us? Or is it worth, again, making the investment for something that we know that we, or that is worth it, which, which in this case is your career. So I think that the answer is very, very clear. Obviously, you are worth it. But sometimes we just don't have the money and we kind of have to tread water and kind of figure out where we stand. And I guess that's a very crucial part of their relationship, is understanding, or, or the person that you're working with, understanding where you are coming from, what you need, and what your expectations are. Because, you know, you can't live your life hoping that people are going to act the way you would like them to act, and that means doing things that you would like them to do, and the way that you would like them to do it. But if you establish some sort of communication and there are sort of bullet points or there are things or requirements or expectations and they then can be met and they can be you know followed as some sort of guideline and reference so i think that could help as well thank you so much for listening this was the music mentor podcast